Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. Harrison and DeMornay Pearsonell, host of the show for the Don't Pun Hour, back here at the Ticket 1040 Studios. If you guys ever want to join the show, Sartor Heyman text line 402-464-5685, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Great way to put a face to the voice. And we got Nebraska hoops just about an hour away from tip-off here. We'll also have a postgame for that, as well as a chance of Brewington show debuting at 8 p.m. tonight. So plenty of things to stick around here for on the Don't Pun Hour, as well as all the other weeknight programming. But nonetheless, the morning personnel, I want to start out here with some Nebraska hoops, simply for the fact that they play in less than an hour away. We've kind of talked about it before um, with guys like Kase Tamanago, who hasn't had that eruption game yet that mm-hmm. he pretty much had consistently all the way until the very last game versus Minnesota, but hasn't played bad. I don't want to say he's had bad games. He's been playing really well. It's just been more team-oriented. But who, through these next three games, because you have a Indiana team, not bad, not great. I'd say you know they're right on average with Nebraska by most people looking at those teams. Mm-hmm. Tonight could be a big one. Wisconsin, ranked, good opponent on the road. And then you got Purdue, mm. the last one out of these next three at home as well. Through these three games, which players do you are really going to make an impact? And Rink Mast is game time decision today. And unless uh, sort of him a text line, if you got any information, the starting sheet, if he's out there, go ahead and let me know. But I believe he's still game time. Uh, that's going to be hard. Um, like you said before, you know, he hasn't kind of hit hit fire yet. Um, I think it's going to be a team effort, not just one individual. It's going to take. That's what it has been. Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's it's gonna take everybody. Um, you know, you're starting to hit. You know, the mid season and. The new year started and everything like that. They've been on a good track. Um, so I, I think everybody's going to have to pitch in and do their own part. And, you know, if somebody goes off and just has that game and everything like that, cool, fine and dandy, I'll take it. But, um, you know, don't do too much outside of your means. You know, uh, stick to, you know, what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, play good defense, rebound. Don't give, you know, the opposing team multiple times to get the offensive board. Yeah, that was the game versus Minnesota. That was the <laughs> night. I know the anyone who watched that game, um, the rebound, rebounding numbers, actually, I think they came out even. But mm-hmm. there's so many balls that, like you were talking about, where it was, A, we'd get a touch on it, or and it, we'd flick it off, it'd bounce off, uh, you know, our hands. Wasn't necessarily a rebound mm-hmm. for them, but another opportunity at the rim. So, um, you know, that... Uh, hopefully play, play transition well, good uh, defense, move your feet, be active. Uh, um, like I said, I don't, I don't think it's one person that I, that I, that I'm saying that I need to see. Like, oh yeah, you need to do this. So that, like, no, it's, it's going to be a team effort. So um, let me rephrase it. Who have you been impressed by? That's really stuck out. I, I'm rink mass has always been that guy, obviously until we got hurt before, but that Kansas state game is when uh, he was wearing that brace, but he's been really solid. Juwan Gary too has been hey, I w- really I would say good. Him. I would I would say I would say him. Okay, yeah. I, I would I would say him probably the, the for for the most part. Mm-hmm. That game where he, I think he had ridiculous. It was like eighteen rebounds. Might have been eleven offensive rebounds alone. So like I said, it's it's a team effort. Like they're not you know a run and gun team. They're not you know a a, a three point shooting team. Uh, like they're gonna they're they're gonna have to create you know baskets and shots for themselves. Um, and it's going to take everybody, you know, to chip in to do their part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not blown away by it and everything like that. But, you know, what they have been doing has been working for them. And that's just playing complete 
uh, basketball, team basketball, moving the ball around. Um, you know, they've been fairly shooting decent. It's not terrible. Yeah, no, the numbers uh, compared to last season, like mm-hmm. you're, you're actually hitting your free throw numbers. Yeah. Can't tell me. I mean that pissed me off last season when you're when you're losing games because you can't hit free throws. I mean that's it's not just me, fans, players, coaches alike. That's going to drive everybody crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the shooting number has been fine. I think it'll probably be by committee. One guy that I, I want to see continue to improve. Again, I'm not bashing on him. I think he's been playing okay. Uh, but Josiah Alec, uh, he's just such a big guy in there. He's got great athleticism. He almost needs to me like a, a page of just a little more patience. Like you got all the athletic prowess. If you just time your moves a little bit more instead of thinking you got to force through it, uh, even just look at Rink Mass game. Like he's not necessarily an athletic imposing force. He just knows the shots. He's just patient. Yeah. yeah. He's patient. And if a shot's not there, he'll wait for someone else to cut open. With mm-hmm. Josiah, um, he'll take a heat check from the corner three. I'm good with that. You know, when he's making them, great. But there's just times where I'm like, man, I think you could be a really big impact at this position. You got all the size in the world and he's mm-hmm. hustled. That's definitely not his problem. He probably hits the floor more than anybody else on the team right now. <laughs> but I mean, he seems like just untapped potential still. And I know Fred Hoiberg's continuing to try to get him to that next level, but that's a guy where with Blaze Keita coming back too. What, uh, what, role what, 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 what year is he? Is he, a? Uh, uh, he transferred from New Mexico. Let me see how many years of eligibility has left. Um, he did come from New Mexico. And what was it? What was kind of like his role at New Mexico? Is it something like he was playing now? Or Pretty much, it, yeah. Defensive okay. guy. He had a little more offensive production over there, but okay. he was basically defense, rebounds, mm-hmm. kind of the same role we have him here at Nebraska. Okay. okay. Let's see here. But, say, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. Um, I, I I see why you say you know a little bit more. Um, he should be you know adjusted to the what the system is and and understanding. Uh you know, what it, what is is expected, you know, from you. Um, and, you know, you'll have games to where you're turning up and, uh, you know, you just might be feeling it that night and might, you know, score a little bit more un, unusually like, unlike, unlike yourself here and there. Um, but, I mean, the more, the more comfortable he gets, the more – because it's a different ball. You know, it's a different league. Big Ten is differently than playing in New Mexico. I mean, he made the NIT, so, so he got that under his belt. Um it, it, it piecing it together and everything like that. As long as the right pieces fall in place for when it counts and everything like that, I'm cool with it. It's not terrible. Could he do better? Could I expect out more out of him and everything like that? Yeah, but I, it's not. It's not that it's affecting you know the outcome of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he can be more aggressive sometimes, or he can be a little bit more patient at times and everything like that. It doesn't necessarily throw the flow off or mess anything up. So uh, you know once he gets consistent with having his go-to move or his second, you know, go-to move or finding, picking out his spots on the floor to where he's comfortable at, you know, getting those shots and everything like that. It'll come, but hopefully it starts to hit sooner than later. Yeah. And he is a senior. Uh, The thing for me is, you know, I don't, I don't think he's throwing off the game flow at all, but I Mm -hmm. just feel like, man, you can definitely grab some points if you key up your runs at the rim like mm-hmm. and when you do that just just be patient in there mm-hmm. um because even if you do it it might still not be open but if you get the ball down there it might be another easy pass right around the corner mm-hmm. uh to whatever you know other bigs down there with you if you're playing a two-man game but he's a guy where yeah he's a senior a little older he's just got a lot of physical ability that i think he can continue to get better defensively i don't really have any problems with him there offensively he hasn't been taking a ton of shots, so I'm not you know, going to get mad at him because he hasn't been hurting the team's efficiency by any means. He had one game where he took maybe a few too many threes, 
uh, for the most part. Shout out to the fans out there. Oh, has it got Indiana? We got Indiana on. <laughs> we won't give them the fan cam. For any Indiana fans walking by, you're not going to get on the fan cam. Nebraska gear, uh, that always works. But obviously, it's starting to fill up a little bit down here downtown as we got Nebraska basketball, as I said before, in just about 45 minutes here. Plenty of things with Nebraska basketball. I think it's going to be K-State Tominaga, Rink Mass, if he can come back. The playmaking's been great between that whole unit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever have that leading score. Like, game in, game out. It's, it's been so far, and that's not necessarily a problem by any means. Sometimes you got to do things differently, like, mm-hmm. just because you're used to it. And, I mean, you've seen how that worked out when he was going off and what made him to that. And they're doing better. So, I mean... Will it come at times to where he might have to, you know, put that cape on? Maybe. It doesn't even have to be him. I've just been surprised by, and and again, this isn't a problem, but Mm -hmm. it means it's a hell of a problem for the defenses that the scouting report they have to try to draw up, knowing that their guy could be anybody. Yeah. Like multiple games we've had where we've had all five starters in double digits. We've had multiple games where, you know, it might be CJ, CJ Wilcher, even Sam Hoiberg off the bench, Mm -hmm. leading score with 15, 19, 20 some points. So, to me, I think this lineup, it's the most depth that Fred Hoiberg has. I think these next three games are really big. Ooh, most Be- definitely. Because if you, I mean, you're five under Hoiberg. I don't think you can afford another lackluster season. Mm-mm. You got all the depth that you could have wanted. I mean, it's the depth that you've he's, recruited. He's, he's, he's kind of on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. It, Good it, season so far. But I think if it goes bad, yeah, that, that hot seat's not far away. Like, I don't want to say he's on it, but I'm saying, like, it's they're it, waiting it's to pull it out. The temperature's rising for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you've been in, you've been in a place for five years and nothing really to account for it. Say they do better in conference play. Mm-hmm. They get three more wins than last season conference play, um, but they just miss the tournament. They don't make the NIT either. So, an improvement in conference play overall record but you're still a few games short of the, the tournament is that hot seat eject or you think your six won't make the tournament it's a lot it's a lot of things going on in my head to <laughs> analyze that just because okay well it's early season two i'll give you that not, not 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 even that but okay like who does he have coming back for next year or who are the people that he has coming in well, K-State will be gone. Um, transfers, we'd have to get a list of the transfers. The re- recruiting class right now, it, it, it's still kind of hinging on a few guys. Like, I, I wouldn't look I, at the incoming I, I, recruits. I, I, I would say give him another year. Um, he had a guy that went second round as a freshman. Mm-hmm. So if he's on that team for two years, it one, one, of, those, one, of, those, one of those seasons might have been a tournament bid. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to recruit people out to the Midwest. That's why I think I give him a lot. Even as long as I see improvement, mm-hmm. I have a hard time getting rid of Fred Hoiberg just cause I, I do think he's making this place that he's going, he's doing, he's going in the right places. Mm-hmm. He's on the right track. Um, it'd be different if, you know, other stories were coming out and everything like that, but you know, he's been running the program. In, 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 a, in, a, in a good fashion. Yeah, you never hear anything bad about the basketball mm-hmm. team. The only thing you heard bad was Brink Mass got jumped by a stranger riding a scooter. So <laughs> putting uh, a mask on him. Uh, you know, and he's gotten he's gotten talented guys here. Yeah, Bryce McGowan. You, you know, so <laughs> it, like that's that's not you know hard, but I mean, 
the league calls the league calls, especially with them. They one and done. You can't be mad at you know somebody mm-hmm. for pursuing that. Which, which is which is not which is have. not which is not fair at all. Uh, basketball should stay for two years. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I think college basketball will be way better than than what it has been. You can look at you know going back to some of the Kentucky teams. I think Kentucky would have probably won 11, 12 straight national championships if those teams if you could have just allowed you know those guys if for basketball to stay for yeah. two years. So I think they had Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, um, John Wall, John cousin Wall. like yeah. They 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 went on like a you know a five year run. Anthony Davis with one and Duns. Bo- <laughs> like Booker, like a, a lot of a lot of you know for their first round guys, they had at least two or three starters that you know went. So if basketball could keep, you know, if they if they if they can put a deal on where basketball stays in college for two years, oh my god. Well, you look at the tournament. That's always how it's. That seems to be how it's shaken down. I mean, UConn, that was a team with a little bit of history, players returning, Kansas, mm-hmm. players returning, it, it, the team, Baylor, even, mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys, like those elite teams seem to be the players that are more willing to come back. Like, it almost looks like the but, Dukes have taken a little bit of but you, pain but, throughout this process. But not not and not everybody, you know, on those rosters were for sure lottery picks. No, it's like sure. Gonzaga with Timmy. Like, he, he knew. You, you, you know, so uh-huh. it, it, it's, it's different to when, like, now nah, you for sure – Top five, top ten, uh, and you know that that money is in, in, in your face and everything like that. So it's it's a little bit different when they might have had you know one guy that might have been potentially on the verge of that or you know has that potential um, and whatnot with some of those you know with Baylor. I remember at Baylor with um I think it was like Ishmael uh, Cartwright. The year they won it, or which... no 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 okay. no. This is this is like when Baylor was uh was nice. Okay, they had like uh Quincy AC and. Mm-hmm. and where they were, they they they, <laughs> they were balling. So, um, but a lot of those guys, they weren't you know first round type of guys. They were second round, mm-hmm. um, developmental type type dudes. Like they had the hype, but it wasn't you know the guaranteed for sure. You're you're in slot. So it's I, I think basketball that would do good for basketball. Yeah, um, for them to at least have to stay for two years. Yeah, because that is you know it's it, every time we get to the March Madness. Everyone does all their homework and tries to figure out who all these 64 teams are because none of those lot of returning players are even there. Mm-mm. Transfer portals accelerated that mm-hmm. uh, to an insane level. So everyone's got to do a little bit of homework before the season starts because anyone that's telling you have watched all 64 of those teams is just lying <laughs> straight to your face. Like there's so much basketball, so many names to know. Um, there's obviously interesting ones like James Madison after their run start, but plenty of players to watch as we're getting into official, I shouldn't say official, but all on out here conference play yeah we had a couple conference play games already but from this point on it's conference it's straight conference. it's in the thick of it mm-hmm. and it won't be easy no it what are your real thoughts on nebraska beating purdue and what would the keys have to be to beat a purdue team that we did they, see northwestern beat and northwestern just they, got blown out by illinois so it's not like they're they, unbeatable they, they would have to be on it, it's at home it's your court you know your shots have to be falling um you got to turn up the intensity a little bit, uh, pressure them, make them, you know, feeling a little bit, you know, uncomfortable and uh, and dominating the boards, offensive boards and defensive boards. Yeah, I think attack Zach Eady. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let him be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was talking with Amon Green. It drives me nuts when, you know, you see a great player and your first instinct is, well, I better not go at that guy. Go to his chest. Exactly. It, 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 mess around and find out. Yeah. And if you find out and you take a foul, all I right. I take two. Oh, yeah. well. It, it's fine. 
It's either that or you let him have 30 points and whatever the hell he wants out there. No, no, no. I mean, there's times when obviously it's not going to be the quote-unquote Jordan rules, but there's times when physicality, you see if you can throw him off you, their game you, a little you, bit. You, Nothing dirty. You, you will know early on, you know, if the rest will tolerate yeah, certain that's stuff a good in point. the game. Uh, so, I mean, if they call in tic tac fouls and everything like that, there there's ways to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying you got to cheap shot the guy. Or anything no, but if like they're that. going tic tac he fouls, you know, I can get you on the other end with the same calls. And you, you put know you what I'm in saying? To where now you're not thinking, you know, with your athleticism, you're thinking mentally of, you know, necessarily where can you still, you know, one or two things to maybe cool him off and send him down at the bench. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, just a heads up, you know, play just being aware of okay, what's going on, not necessarily with our team or their team, but like okay, how were the rest calling? Yeah, we've seen that happen for Nebraska a few times where they've taken it the wrong way. And uh, last season, it felt like they took it the right way. This is a really physical team. And despite the defense and how hounding they were, they did a really good job staying out of foul trouble. Like just kind of playing with what the refs were giving them. Sam Hoiberg's the guy that deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, he'll put a chest into you as soon as the refs call it. He'll find a different way to defend you <laughs> and keep himself out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely one thing as we wrap up this first segment that gives me hope about this Nebraska basketball team. Yes, I know the text line is going to say something about Minnesota. We did lose that game, uh, but there is a lot of toughness in this group. They do play good defense. I'm hoping that Minnesota game was and just... It'll be, it'll be here, right? Uh, it's So Indiana home, Wisconsin on the road, Purdue home. Okay. So yeah, we got... Three games, one on the road, two against ranked opponents, one against an Indiana team. I think ESPN's got his projected 75% favorites. Make what you will on that. We've seen that go sideways all the time. But it is good to think that you are starting to get that notoriety around Nebraska basketball. Uh, capitalize on it. We had no sit Sunday versus Creighton. That turned out to be a disaster for Nebraska basketball. It just flat out did. That's not what you want. You know, you, you finally get the attention of the country to look at a Big Ten basketball program that's had little to no history. First half was excellent. Like, I like mm-hmm. it, it was energized. Atmosphere was good. You matched intensity. You know, they got their boards and everything like that. But when they came out that second half, eesh. Three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball. Th- those are games where I knocked Nebraska for it because you could have had a better showing. You didn't have to lose by that much. I, I still don't know if you win that game. Just because the way Creighton was shooting the ball was getting to they, they perfect were on, storm type they, level. They, they were on point, but it just, like, there was no rhythm on offense yeah. for Nebraska at all. So, like, I don't know if they were just afraid of the mid-range of just driving in and pulling up, like, right, you know, in front of the dude and, and you know, make him contest or whatever. Shot fit, get him in the air, go up. Well, that's it, like, like Lawrence's go-to move lately, too. And it's been nice with it. You know, Eric Strickland, he was said he had a conversation with him, and he's like, just whatever your shots are, like you just go find those shots and go knock it down. Like find that whatever your sweet spot get, is. Get get in get your get yeah. in your rhythm, and then you know you can start pulling. You know from behind mm-hmm. the arc and everything like that. But that was one thing I really didn't see in the Creighton game is just that they were just comfortable in the mid range or you know easy twos here and there. If it wasn't necessarily wide open or they didn't have a guy you know on their hip to go up, it was it was just pulling from behind the, behind the arc, and it it was. It, it it wasn't consistent. It wasn't on point. Um, it was just kind of hopeless. You didn't know where the flow of the game was going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that often, like, you know, bit them in the second half. In the first half, it, it was a little bit better. You know, they were driving. Uh, you know, they were attacking the basket. They were attacking in transition and everything like that. It just didn't, it wasn't the same in the second half. Yeah, and I think that's what we saw against North Dakota, too. We only win that game by eight points, but that first half was – we're going to take a bunch of threes for no reason. 
Like that's what drove me nuts. I was like, "You're better. You don't have to beat him on the three point line. You're you're better skill players. You're taller, stronger, better athleticism." They had a couple guys. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, on paper, we're the better team. So those are the few things. If I had to put a few cautions on this Nebraska basketball roster, it's the offensive identity that you're mm-hmm. talking about. That's why. Yeah, I love having multiple leading scores, but I do wonder at times like, is this offense looking around at each other trying to figure out, you know, what what's our whole offense trying to do right now i understand fried hoiberg's got a plan but there's times where minnesota the second half the back cuts dried up and they didn't look like they knew how to attack like Mm -hmm. they completely lost how do we attack this team against Mm -hmm. north dakota they just stopped taking threes they realized we can go inside and get some points and then some timely threes on top of it but that'll be interesting to watch these next three games it's really going to pick up for nebraska basketball in terms of competition if they can win two out of their next three fantastic one out of their next three not great um, 0-3, you're looking pretty far out in the net rankings. With that being said, though, we're going to go ahead and throw it to our first break here on the Tone Pun Hour. DeMarnay Pearsonell, host as always, Harrison running the ones and twos. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in Ticket Weeknights here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. Good morning, personnel, host of the show, as always, on the Don't Pun Hour. Again, if you guys want to join the show, Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. And again, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo, channel 951. So on this next segment, if you guys want to talk about basketball, just go ahead and shoot out a text. We can dive into it. But I do want to talk a little bit of NFL here. Uh, on this right monitor, I got teams in the hunt, teams on the bubble. I want to go through some of these and who do you think is actually going to make it as we have week 18 in the NFL, which teams are going to make it and which teams are going to fall out short. So obviously first team in the hunt, Jaguars currently sitting nine and seven first in the AFC South. If they lose, they got 22% going to NFL next gen stats. Who are they playing? They got Tennessee. Okay. You like the Jags or Tennessee in that one? Is it at, where is it at? Uh, this one, I believe it is in Tennessee. Yes, in Tennessee. You're going to pick the Tennessee Titans? T- Tennessee is, uh, you, you got to watch them. They can be sneaky. They the, can be. With Will the, Levis, they found a the, little bit something. I, I just don't like how the Jaguars have been playing. Like mm-hmm. they, They're so much, they're capable of playing at a higher level. And it just like they haven't figured it out or they haven't or they haven't gotten back to it yet. So that is a sneaky team to watch out for. But they're just not hitting on all cylinders right now. What do you think the biggest problem is to that inconsistency? Because I know what you're talking about. It's Um, been like that pretty much all season long. Really good games followed up by every now and then a low scoring, poor defensive game. The defense has been a part of it. Their defense isn't the greatest. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't scare me. Uh Trevor Lawrence has been fighting injuries um, on and off and everything like that. Their run game has been, you know, inconsistent. Um, you know, Etienne is just I, – I don't I don't know what happened this year. Um, I thought Calvin Ridley's role would be way bigger than what it is. Uh, it, it's just up and down. And I don't know if you just got Christian Kirk in there and Calvin Ridley and it's just not a good mix. Um, but I – that that's the I don't I don't I don't I don't know why like they've plummeted. Yeah, 
Well, it seems like he got all the weapons out there. You, you for sure. You and uh, ETN to me is he doesn't get talked about enough, but I still look at him as one of the best backs in the NFL. Like he, his numbers are insane. Last year they was using him like Kamara, when, mm-hmm. like like Kamara's first couple years. They you know receiving back out the backfield mm-hmm. screens, um, angle routes, uh, and I just don't, they would put they would put him out wide and have him run go routes on uh, linebackers. Um, I don't know what. I just want to see because I think he could be. I, I know he's already given you a ton of offensive production, but I, he might even be able to give you more if you keep putting him out in more of those receptions. You put you put there. him you put him in the right situations and, mm-hmm. and, and getting him in the ball. Yes. Yeah. But uh, real quick here from Bryce, just because we know the Raiders are already out, he says Chiefs, AFC West, I don't want to hear it again. Don't, DPE, don't want to hear it straight. And the Grinch stole Christmas for you, so uh, <laughs> Raiders. How about that? Is this uh, at the, any point in time? How how strong belief did you have that you know what we're going to steal this one? There's a chance we steal this one from the Chiefs. It's um, hard to believe I, I, that I, this would be the year. But what, anybody teams that play that play in the same division, it's never a for sure thing. Oh, 100 percent. Um, you know, I've been a part of that rivalry. Um, you know, I'm talking about stealing the conference because uh, you guys are right there. Like it, it's. It, it's 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 right there. Like it's never a guarantee. But I understand. You know they are what they are. Their defense has probably you know played the best that they've played uh, in some years. Um, but it, it you you never know. The Chargers the Chargers give them a headache every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Broncos are are starting to come back. Um, they 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 beat them this year. So um, it you, you can't say it's an easy win just because he he is who he is he doesn't have who he has on the outside um like i used to yeah uh, a lot of their offense uh with Tariq hill was a lot of scrambling and throw and throwing it to him or kelsey or, yeah or, two and, guys and, scrambling you, you know out so so now now kelsey's the focus of it and it's not now you now your safety net is taken away uh i mean not to take anything away from you know patrick i think he's you know a generational talent type of quarterback and whatnot but how serious are the Chiefs for you as an elite Super Bowl contender? Despite the kind of I don't want to say uh terrible. I, I don't think I don't I don't, I don't, th- I don't think they I don't think their offense can take them there. Their defense is is good. Um, but the T- the Chiefs has never been known for a good defense. You, you know you just had to slow them down. Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, if you cannot make it a track race, you have a chance of winning. Uh now their track stars are gone. And as Bryce also points out, too many drops at key moments. So you have receivers that aren't necessarily really doing their job. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, contested balls or, you know, um, back shoulder catches that are difficult. Like they're dropping stuff that's wide open uh, throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, and in big moments and everything like that. So I, I don't think offensively wise they that they don't have a juice to, to get there. You can't never count Mahomes out, but they don't strike fear how they how they have been over the last past couple of years. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. I'm not going to count Mahomes out, but I'm going to count his supporting cast out. Like I just don't think the I know the I know I, I know what he brings to the table and what he's coming with. Mm-hmm. But other than Kelsey, all right. Yeah, Pacheco. Pacheco's not. He's not a game changer. Like he's not going to break the game. He's not a Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he's a good player, but you could find a lot of Pacheco's out there. He he wasn't Kareem Hunt. Kareem would would come out of the backfield, line up in, in certain stuff, and he he could break the game open for you. Pacheco's not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kelsey. If people are you know, I, 
apparently if you have a girlfriend, you, you just can't do that while you're in the NFL. I, I know it's driving people nuts with his numbers, but I think that's more conducive of the defense really just has to focus on Kelsey. Like he's they would ra- They would rather somebody else beat them than Kelsey. Yeah, because that somebody else might just go ahead and drop the ball for you on a third and long situation that was converted, drops it, uh, and then sure enough, Chiefs turn it over on exactly. the punt. So, it, it's uh, been that kind of year for the Chiefs. Moving on here, though, I do want to. I don't want to. I know you love talking about your Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, we got the Baker Mayfield Baker Mania Buccaneers sitting eight and eight, first in the NFC South. If they win this one, ninety nine percent chance they're in. If they lose, one percent chance they have to get this game essentially, and they're playing the Carolina Panthers. Uh, in Carolina, I'm not. I'm not. They don't. They don't really scare me. Um, again. Baker's been Baker's been having a heck of a season. I think he'll get you know re-signed for a year or two deal probably. Um, their defense is is decent. It, it isn't what it has been the last past two years, yeah. but I mean it's still a solid defense. Um, but they're still fighting. They're 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 right at five hundred. So the only reason why they're getting in is because nobody else in your conference is good. Yeah. So I'm not concerned about them really either you just you know you got to make sure you don't overlook them because because yeah. you still got to go out there and play i think it's the worst division uh I don't, for sure i don't think it's close for sure yeah for sure and you're winning in the worst division for sure baker mania it's fun he has his, his numbers spots. are good his numbers are good they're up and down they're just like he's a good quarterback he's never had consistent play because to me that's what makes you great it's consistently week in week out uh you're putting up those numbers he's been up and down I, I think they obviously get in. I'd be pretty surprised to see the Panthers sneak a win. But that's team, if they do make it, I don't see them making any noise. A team that could make some noise, uh, and they'll be playing a bad, I shouldn't say a bad, but a struggling team in the Miami Dolphins. You got the Buffalo Bills, 10-6, second in the AFC East. If they win it, 99% chance that they're in, lose 64. So still pretty likely to get in. Who are, and who are they playing last? They got the Miami Dolphins. In Buffalo. This one, I believe, is in Buffalo. That's going to be hard. No, they're on the road. Dolphins. Oh, uh, Dolphins, Miami. The, I think Dolphins are winning. That. That's unfortunate because the Dolphins are going to be on a little bit of a revenge tour, I think. Get to uh, the doors beat off you by the Ravens the way they did. The, the, both the, well, McDermott, I think it's, it's Sean McDermott, I yes. think is the head coach. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive coach. He is in his right, you know, he's going to take away what you kind of do good. They've been hurt in the back end as well. Um, I think in the safety, and they lost uh, Tre'Davious White. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really they they've they've been starting to click, but um, Fangio. I mean, you 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 have I think you know one of the better defenses in uh, the NFL, and Jalen Ramsey didn't even play all season, so you know him and Steph are are going to be lined up. He's he's going to travel. Um, I think that Miami has a lot more juice on offense than the bills and that's why i think the bills will lose i think the bills actually take care of that one just for the fact that they fixed their run game if it was a shootout between Allen and tua i'd, I'd lean towards tua just because you're at home you got better wide receivers a lot more speed that's going to be your kind of game with the run game unlocked i think the bills can take advantage of a dolphins team that's it's kind of like the chiefs whimpering a little bit at the end of the season here mm-hmm. you still got your playoff dreams alive um but it's not necessarily going the way you want. We'll wrap it up here on this second segment here on the Don't Pun Hour. Of course, DeMarne Pearsonell to my left, host of the show, Harrison, running the board as always. we got one more segment. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. 
back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in. Just going to finish this segment out solo for the Don't Pun Hour. Uh, Demorne Pearsonell taking care of some family at the moment. Not an emergency, just being a good dad at the current moment. But with a few more minutes here, we are less than 10 minutes away from tip-off for Nebraska basketball. They're facing Indiana at home in the vault. We've had some Indiana fans walk past the window uh, and more Nebraska fans. It's always good to see. Cold night still looks like it's busy. I know Dylan Rayola looks like he's going to be in attendance, giving a few recruiting pitches to everyone who may show up there. Uh, But of course, kind of breaking down this Nebraska basketball game, what I think the keys to victory are for Nebraska. We talked about it a little bit on the Don't Pun Hour with Mornay Pearsonell and of course the Amon Green show with, you guessed it, Amon Green. But looking at this team, offensively, to me, it's the consistency. Uh, North Dakota, they start the game off shooting a lot of threes. You're better on skill. You're better, or excuse me, you're better on paper. You have more skill. Uh, You're bigger, quote unquote, stronger, more athleticism. You get the idea. That's a team on paper that you're just better than. So the approach to take a bunch of early jumpers early in the shot clock when you can have the opportunity to attack, go into the paint, that's not what I want to see out of this Nebraska basketball team. But they did adjust in the second half, and you could argue part of that was losing rink mast after Kansas State, trying to find that identity. So I don't want to knock them too much on that game because they did figure it out in the second half. Uh, But then you look at the Minnesota game. Well, what went wrong in the Minnesota game offensively? The first half, you're getting a lot of backdoor cuts. You're not settling for early jumpers in the shot clock. Second half comes around. Minnesota adjusts. Uh, They take away the backdoor cuts completely. Pretty soon, you get locked up. The physicality on the offensive boards, defensive boards, it isn't there. And you not only get out hustled in that second half on the glass and the rebounds, but offensively, too, you just didn't give much resistance to what they were doing to you defensively. If they want to really stay glued to you on those backdoor cuts, that's fine. That's going to be more opportunities for you to cut across the top of the key, get a good ball screen. It really set them up. Uh, and you can attack. You can take a three-point shot if they're going underneath, or you can cut hard to the rim if they're going to play you that close and deny you anything backdoor. So to me, it's just adjusting on the fly. You know, Creighton... Perfect storm. That's a little tougher one to to argue and really blame Nebraska too much. The three-point shooting Creighton showed up with, it it was just elite. You know, that's what a Creighton basketball team can do to you. Shoot really high clip from the three-point line for Nebraska basketball in that second half. It just looked like offensively, they weren't having their shots falling. I I was okay with the approach. That was a game where, yes, I would have liked you to attack a little more inside, but it just became such a hole so quickly that felt like the only way to get out of it was through the three-point shot. But even when you would make one, Creighton seemed to match you. But despite that, you know those to me are the three kind of eyesores. For the most part, this offense has collectively played together. High assist numbers, high free throw numbers. That's a big improvement from last year. That's something you'd love to see out of Nebraska basketball team. You're not going to be necessarily losing as many games as you lost last season because you can't hit your free throws. So that's been a bonus. The shooting, the three-point shooting... You have every single starter can step back behind the three-point line and at least feel somewhat comfortable taking that three-point shot. Having Rink Mast, I think it's really important. If Rink Mast is back tonight, 
Uh, that's huge because he's shown it. He can shoot the three-point, and he can drag out that big. He's like Derek Walker in the sense that he will set up the offense from the high point or the high post, excuse me, but he won't necessarily go headfirst into the rim uh, and has a strength and size. He'll pull you out on the three-point line, and if he does attack inside, he's a little more patient, but he's still that playmaking big we had last season in Derek Walker. We set up a lot of the offense through Mass, and I think that's why that North Dakota game started out as ugly as it did. With that all being said, though, I do think this is a good opportunity. Indiana, yes, they are a good team. We've seen that with Minnesota. You were just not a program that can walk into any of these Big Ten games, even if the ESPN, you know, power index says, Nebraska, you got a 75% chance to win the game. You know, I don't think the players look at that, uh, but as a team, where the, the history of this program's been, you have to start racking these games together. And Indiana team who currently as the Big Ten standing sit looks to be pretty average. Um, it's just not a team that if you want to get to that next step, you want to be consistently dancing in the tournament, March Madness, you have to take care of these mediocre to bottom level teams. Minnesota was an opportunity for that. You lost that one. Uh, Indiana is going to be in another game where you can try to make some noise for the program that you had the opportunity when you played Creighton. Uh, you lost that one. But now you're going to have an opportunity to play Indiana, play a ranked Wisconsin team, and a ranked Purdue team right after that. So you have three big games to get notoriety and attention back to Nebraska basketball. So it's a big opportunity tonight. Root for the Huskers. Hopefully they get a win over Indiana. His tip-off is about five minutes away. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Chance of Brewington up next. Chance of Brewington up next.